Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey. Work Positive Nation, you know, we hear from so many of our guests who are with uh, international companies, large companies with tens of thousands of employees. And today, (laughs) though, this particular episode is going to be of great benefit and interest to those of you who work with smaller teams. Uh, You may have a team of half a dozen or something, say if you're an insurance agent, we work with a ton of insurance agents. So it could be a smaller team like that. Or if you're what's known as a solopreneur. Not that any of us are really driving (laughs) by ourselves because we all depend on other people. Hopefully you're at least in a mastermind with other people, right? That's Uh, right. But uh, you as a solopreneur are working with VAs and people like that. How do you create a work positive culture? How do you attract top talent? How do you reduce team turnover among these persons with whom you have relationships, whether they're vendors or VAs or whomever? And how do you keep them on the team? How do you move your goals forward with them in positive ways? Today's guest is the, that's right, I searched the (laughs) world over and I found him, the expert in how you as a solopreneur or as a micro business owner can create a positive work culture. He's been my friend for longer than I'm going to admit today. Uh, (laughs) I am better for the experiences that we've had together. In fact, I right now am a client of his work positive nation. Join me in welcoming the captain Jim Palmer. Jim, welcome to work positive podcast, buddy. Dr. Joe, I'm happy to be here. I feel a little naked without the big thing on my microphone, you know, to look <laughs> dream business world. <laughs> yeah, size matters, buddy. That's right. <laughs> here we are. We're off to a good start. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. So how long have you been a solopreneur, Jim? 2001, I started, October of 2001. And um, pretty much a uh, chief cook and bottle washer, as I say, chief muckety muck for about five years. Uh And then I I learned, uh, I got into a mastermind and I heard somebody Hmm. talk about all this stuff they were doing, but I knew they were just a guy in the dining room with a used Dell computer also. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, used Dell computers are great, man. (laughs) And I remember asking, well, hey, I got a question. How are you getting all that done? He says, well, I I have a couple of VAs. I said, what's a VA? That's when I first heard virtual assistant. Mm. And um, I was off to the races. So I got I got me one of them, their (laughs) virtual assistants. And over the next, you know, five years, I grew a team of about 14 or 15 or so Mm. virtual assistants. I was running multiple companies at the time. I'm much smaller now that I'm kind of semi-retired doesn't sound right, but I work three days a week. So I don't know what your definition of semi-retired is, <laughs> but I have a, a smaller team now, Joey. Yeah. But so it's been quite a while. I guess we're coming up on uh, like 22 years now. Wow. That's amazing. So you've learned a lot of lessons along the way yes. about these VAs and how to associate yourself with the right people. For instance, in that mastermind, 
right? That yeah. was a, a key and critical piece of learning for you. So as you're searching the world over for VAs, and we literally search the world over now for VAs, right? Yes. Um, how do you attract what you would consider to be, Captain Jim, top talent onto your team? So I'm going to go back to um, <clears throat> when I really started growing about 2007, 2008, Joey. My first VA came as a referral from the guy in my mastermind, but then I started going from there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I'm pretty sure it's called Upwork now, but 10 years ago, it was called something else. I can't, what was up, whatever, however it started, but it's where you go and look for project work to be done when you're a solopreneur like myself. And so I never really looked for to hire a full-time writer for no hassle newsletters or an editor. When I started writing books, anything like that, I hired people to do project work Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see how they would react with me as a customer be way before I put them talking to my own customers, helping on the back end with deliverables and things like that. So I would hire them. And if it worked out, I'd give them another job. And then I would talk Mm -hmm. to them. Hey, do you want this to be a little bit more right? You know, more of a regular gig. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, um, a wonderful friend of mine, uh, her name is Lindsay. She started with me part-time. She had like two part-time jobs, like real Mm -hmm. jobs. And then she really wanted to get into the VA world. She was introduced to me. She started doing some fulfillment and back-end stuff. And that kind of grew. And like so many people like myself, and not even sure of where you started, but you come to a point where you say, I'm either in this world or this world. And she had to quit (laughs) these two real Uh paying gigs. Uh And and today she runs a very large VA firm with like 15 VAs that work for her and her clients. So that's a it's a really good success story. But I, we always really um, like to reminisce a little bit about how we started. She just wrote an article for me. She posted mm. blogs, just mm. different stuff. And I said, man, this girl's got a great attitude because I mm. I will hire attitude all day long and I will mm. train for the skill set. OK, why is attitude so important, Jim? I don't think you can train attitude. <laughs> you can try and with it. Right? You can nurture it. You can uh, hope to inspire it. And, you know, Corrective action. I've just never had any. And, you know, before I started a um, my, as a as a business owner, one of my previous life gigs, I was a regional manager. So I oversaw retail stores and mm-hmm. I just learned, you know, you cannot make somebody who's miserable and super talented into a pretty fun person <laughs> working with the public. Yeah. At least I wasn't able to do that. <laughs> so I would, I would hire people that, you know, I was in the bicycle business. I'd, oh, they love bikes. They love this, that, and the other thing. They're cyclists themselves. So let me teach you either how to sell. Let me teach you some mechanics and sure. things like that. So I just think that that's, that's been my experience. Anyway, you can, you can teach strategy technique and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can teach methodology and all the things that have to go into running a business, but you have to be able to bring a a positive attitude and a a good attitude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can buy them Ruby slippers and teach them how to click their heels, but if they don't have that positive attitude, that's right. Not going home. Are they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So it's all about attitude for you, Captain Jim as well as auditioning. That's what I hear you talking about. You're auditioning these persons into relationships. Yeah, because I think you can you can uh, fool people for a short mm. period of time. Mm. Um, you've, I mean, you've run um, your other podcast for seven years. I'm mm-hmm. 10 years on my podcast. And so I get, I will get uh, what's called a one sheet and say, this would be, wow, this person is really successful. And I'll know just from my own experience and having done over 500 episodes, over 300 interviews, 
there may have been some embellishment on the one sheet, you know. <laughs> and, that um, is hilarious. And so man. that happens on the staff side also. You yeah. got all this experience and blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of find out probably a little embellishment. But you find that out over time. So rather than, you know, the expression, why don't we date and go to dinner before we get married, I think sure. applies. If you're going to take on either a full-time employee or hmm. – and you have to use your you choose your language carefully in the VA world because hmm. the tax man likes to know, well, if this person's required to do this work at this yeah. time on these days, that's really more of an employee and right. not a 1099 subcontract. But anyway right. – so I'm, the language that we're probably using on this interview might be commingled a little bit, but mm-hmm. we understand, Mr. Taxman, the difference. <laughs> but in both cases, I think you want to have some experience yes. and see how it goes um, yeah. before you commit. Absolutely. I interviewed Chris Tuff, the author, author of uh, The Millennial Whisper. He talks uh-huh. about courting. Yeah, as a, oh, there as you a go. Way of There's an old terminology. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, dating and courting, and and to your embellishment comment. I mean, it's really easy to to appear good and to be good for a short period of time, but over subsequent projects, um, you know, you really find out who someone is, and that's the whole purpose of courting in the first place, right? You are correct. Part of the culture in my various businesses, I like to over deliver. Mm. And honestly, I think I've always been that way being in retail, but yeah, you and I were just uh, saying about a Dell computer or it might've been on the air. I can't remember what went live, but, <laughs> but you know, I learned this from Dell. I'm a Dell guy for 23 years, sure. about every three years, boom, another Dell. Uh-huh. And, and even though I know they're going to do it, it puts a happy smile on my face. So I go online, I order what I want. Yep. And with me doing videos and stuff, I'm all, I'm always, what's the fastest process or what's the fastest mm-hmm. video card? What's the biggest memory? Boom, boom, boom. Plug mm-hmm. me, send me in another computer. And they'd say, okay, we're building it and it should arrive no later. Later than, you know, February 1st, that thing would arrive on January 25th. And it's always like, (laughs) yes, right. They build that into their model Mm -hmm. because they they under promise and over deliver. So I've always done that. If somebody orders, you know, a newsletter or something, um, I make sure they get it a day or two. It's just the way to be, because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one of the ways it's so expensive in business to acquire a new customer, Joey, I know you know that, but it's it's so it makes so much sense to keep the customers you have longer. Mm. And one of the ways to do that is to deliver a wow experience because mm. people don't go out and talk about like if you go to a restaurant, you have a it's, you've got a fairly good reputation. We're checking Yelp or whatever. We're always yeah. doing that. Now go right. well, look at the reviews uh-huh. and there's nobody in the parking lot at six o'clock. So that's probably a sign, too. <laughs> but let's say you go in and you have a decent experience. The meal comes on time. It's good. You don't go like shoot up the flares and tell everybody. But if they do something extra or if they do it on time, if it's so clean, if the meal's amazing, Mm. you do Mm. tend to do that. Mm. So Mm. just doing what's kind of required even slightly better is not enough to attract customers, but it's also not enough to keep and retain high quality, positive staff, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So knowing your core values and one of them is to under promise and over deliver helps you attract that top talent too, because through these subsequent projects that you work on together, you're able to discover how they roll. And if that's one of their core values too, there's alignment and boom, you're together. And I don't want to put you on the spot and feel free to take me to task if what I'm going to say is not correct. (laughs) But but you and I have been friends for a long time and you mentioned that we're currently working together. Sure. In a certain capacity, but when you and I got together on the phone with me, with you being a client of mine, mm-hmm. I think 
in my opinion, and here's where this gets, oh boy, I think I over-delivered on what was promised. Like I, boom, 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 boom. For half an hour, I gave you a ton of content that I think would be useful. Fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I ran out of ink. I, I was yeah, notes. but, I mean, but it, it was, and like, I'm not looking for accolades or as my wife say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back, but, <laughs> but that's just, I, you know, the, that's the way I roll. The, I mm. think that's a, why so, so many people have successes. So many people don't, they've got the rules in the bike business. I'll go back to there. When mm. we started really growing and then franchising the business, what mm. happened from the, at the local level started taking on kind of a corporate, what I call ivory tower mentality. Mm. And so if you're, you know, one of 30 stores and you had a bicycle stolen on a test ride, you know, people, people like to try out the bike before they buy it. And most yep. stores have parking lot. Well, yep. that bike got stolen. So you have to report that. Right. Well, somebody in the corporate office who's not used to being on the front lines, as I say, said, all right, no more test rides. You <laughs> just killed half the sales. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? So there's like a knee jerk reaction to that. Mm. Yeah. So disconnect with the front line, yeah. what's happening in the front line. Well, that's one of the cool things about being a solopreneur, man, you're on the front line. You, you, That's don't, it. you don't have to communicate stuff back up unless you enjoy talking with yourself, which me, myself, and I always have intelligence. You get along, yeah. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> but uh, being a solopreneur, you can you can do that. Okay, Jim. So we've attracted this top talent, Captain Jim Palmer. By the way, it's getjimpalmer.com. If you're uh, where you can go to a website, you can scroll through there. We're going to talk a bit more about an amazing legacy gift that Jim has for you. So- and people may be wondering why you keep calling me captain. It's because for five years I lived and traveled and worked, <laughs> ran my businesses from that boat. I so know. I kept it because I like it. <laughs> from a boat. I know. That is so cool. So so what's the website you and Stephanie put up that uh, chronicles that? Ourfloatinghome.com was our blog, and we have a YouTube channel called Our Floating Home. So if anybody's curious about our travels and oh, what the boat was do. like, so it was fun. Uh, it was it a was lot of fun. all East Coast for those of you who are listening from the West Coast. <laughs> However, some really cool ports and, and oh, the scenery. 12,000 miles in five years, Joey, and now we're, we're taking a break on land for a year to be near family and Steph's yeah. dad and stuff. So Well, you got grandkids that are growing up. Yeah, uh, we do. We see them all the time now, which is great. I know, Man, life is so sweet. So get jampalmer.com and then our floating home. Go to YouTube and just watch those videos. They're amazing. <laughs> Stephanie does a great job, by the she's way. She's wonderful. Yeah, she really is. Still trying to figure out what she saw in you. But anyway, dude, it's <laughs> Didn't marry me for money. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say I'm attracted top talent. Yes. Uh, we're working together. I'm a solopreneur. How do I keep my team in place? In other words, how do I reduce team turnover? Because it seems like, you know, there was a great resignation and there was a, the great regret because people found out, hey, this company's as screwed up as the last one I worked at. And then now we have that wonderful euphemism, Jim, quiet quitting. Yeah. I don't think there's anything quiet about quitting. <clears throat> but what do you do to keep these VAs in place and to keep your teams intact? I can think of four things. I'm going to have to write them down just so I don't, Forget them as I tell you. So there's four things. And you know this about me personally, and it's kind of the way I am at work. I like to have fun, first Mm, of all. I think humor is so important, not only culturally, medically. I mean, laughing is so important. And I like to have a good time. Now, I do like to do great work, but I like to have fun at work because we spend Mm -hmm. so much time doing it. Number two, I pay them well. 
I like to think I pay them slightly above whatever the going rate is because you never want that to be this little source of needling. I like right. their gym's fun to work with, blah, 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 but I could make more money here. So I like to take that off the table. Mm. And, you know, for people who are, should I say thrifty or cheap and don't want to pay people what they're <laughs> worth, the cost of recruiting and training far outweighs just keeping oh, your people well paid. Yeah. So there's two things. The other thing is I am huge on appreciation, Joey. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if any VAs will see this because I probably should mention some of the things. <laughs> but I've been known as uh, as I get to know and like I, I kind of think this is like an over. Oh, they're like family. Well, they're not really family, but people yeah. you become very close with longtime associates. Sure. So let's keep sure. the language the way it should be. Yeah, I, I've known people who've gotten in jams with this, that, and the other thing. Needed help with a computer or printer or monitor right. or somebody in some way, shape, or form, and then. I have the ability to help people like that. Mm. I mean, that's just mm. kind of the way I run my life anyway. Yeah. Um, you have you a know, very I'm, generous heart. And um, so, but that's my way of showing appreciation. Mm. When, when you do something that's unexpected mm. and you don't post it all over face, like, what do you do when nobody's looking type thing? Mm. Like, I don't go, Hey, I just helped somebody fix their car. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't do that. But mm-hmm. the people who work for me or work with me, Mm. know that I do that. That's all that matters. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. So there's fun, there's uh, remuneration, there's appreciation. And the other thing, because they are as 1099 subcontractors, they are technically, they're their own business. Mm. Even if I'm their only client, they are self-employed. Right. Right. So I refer them. Mm. The people that I work with, and I know this, you know, this to be true. You tend to attract people that are of like mind. I don't know how that works. Vibration, spirit, whatever. But somehow I don't attract a lot of people that are like, "Ah, get away from me. You you sort of attract nice people. Uh I don't know. It's probably the way the world works. If you're miserable, you attract miserable people. I know that to be true. But so when I have other people and I have right now about 27 uh, coaching clients in, in the dream business mastermind. Okay. And they say, well, who do you, I need some writers or I need somebody to build a website or I need somebody to do po- editing podcasts, man, I am referring my team members to these people. Mm. So now not only is that a nice thing to do, it's a smart thing to do because if the th- second one I mentioned money ever did become a sort of an issue mm-hmm. and it's something I don't want well, I don't want to leave Jim. First of all, he's fun to work with. His pay is okay, but yeah. you know, in yeah. their mind, he right. does once in a while do some nice things for appreciation, but he has given me like six new clients. Right. So if I leave, that would stop. So it's kind of a four-legged stool mm-hmm. that I that I do. Oh, I really like that. And it's multifaceted. So many times we just want to boil it down to the money issue. Now, I like you. I like to pay a little extra. In fact, when I just have, I had a guy work on my tractor recently, um, needed some, some stuff done to it. And he quoted me. Mag wheels. Price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like chrome. Chrome. Chrome bags. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I look good in the pasture, front pasture. <laughs> so I, I had this guy do some work for me and he quoted me a price and I, I rounded up to the nearest 50. Yeah. Right. Just to, and he was like, well, thank you. Nobody ever does that. And I said, well, I want you to smile the next time you hear my name. <laughs> right? That's right. And so, the next time you need him and he's busy, yep. he's going to take your call. Exactly. And he's going to do what he can do. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing how 
little money that takes. However, money is just one metric. Um, the other things that I refer to it as family of choice. Okay. And there's some people I'm related to. I don't have any choice. That's right. <laughs> so, but there are other people that are family of choice. So when you treat people the way that you want to be treated, that is the referrals and those kinds of things, it really creates a tighter bond in the relationship. And at the end of the day, Jim, we all want to do business with people that we like, right? That's that right. Our fun, like you're talking about, and who care for us as people, as human beings, as opposed to human doings. So, man, I love what you're talking about there. Uh, again, the website is getjimpalmer.com. That's in the show notes if you're on the Peloton or walking the dog or something. Um, so, but, but please go there. Jim, what kind of challenges do you face as a solopreneur in creating a positive work culture like the sort we're talking about? Well, as soon as we're done with the interview, I'll ask myself, were you positive? Because (laughs) I mean, in a large way, I work in an office by myself, but on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is when I do my client calls. And then I'm off four days, which Mm -hmm. worked really well when you're traveling right now, you know, go see grandkids or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for those three days, you know, it's basically bringing it, bring the heat, so to speak. And if that's positive energy, that's trying to make a difference in somebody's life. You know, I think what I'm going to say is going to resonate, but who knows? You could say, edit that out. (laughs) But (laughs) one of the things that I I tell my clients is that when, especially those who are coaches or I'm helping them build a coaching program, I'm saying, listen, if you do well, if you do well, the money will be good. But the real pay is when you help somebody as a coach really significantly change and improve their life. Mm. See, that's the the heart book, not the checkbooks that makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. And I think the challenge sometimes is, is not every day is like that. Mm. You know, we go through the economy, the country, all different things. I could, I could go through six, seven, eight calls in a day and everybody's in a little bit of a pissy mood or just, you know, it's, it's, you know, they ride up and down. I happen to be on a down when they're calling or something like that. So, Yeah, you have to really monitor that. Now, one of the ways that I personally com- combat that, and again, I think, Joey, from, you know, we're both of the same faith, right? And there's yeah. an expression, uh, you may be the only Bible some people ever read. So how you mm. live your life is an example to those around mm. you, those you work with, those who work for you, etc. So I think when... Um, it doesn't matter how I'm personally feeling when I'm getting up, get ready to get on camera. Like right now, I am purposely sitting up straight. I don't always mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. I'm sitting up straight. I'm smiling. I'm doing yeah. my best to deliver a great experience, even if I don't feel great today. Mm. So it's like great mentor of mine, Dan Kennedy said, it's always showtime. You are always on. Yeah. And he used to talk about, could I... When he would do a, a gig in Cleveland near his home, he could uh-huh. drive his old Jeep, which he loves. He, he's got an old Jeep that he loves. I mean, uh-huh. he's also got a whole bunch of super nice cars. I could <laughs> drive that and pull in. But people don't expect me to pull in, grab a parking spot, get out of the car and walk in and deliver the speech. So he always gets a town car to bring him. Mm. Right. And it said you are always on stage mm. when you're in the public eye or doing that. Right. So mm-hmm. hopefully that resonated days, Jim, and you've been through six, seven, eight clients that day <laughs> and the economy sucks and everybody's in a funk. And what do you do to after that kind of day, what do you do to restore yourself and make sure that you're able to because that drains a lot of energy, right? Yeah. It does out of me when everything does. is in the crapper. So what do you do to re-energize yourself and to make sure that you stay on that positive focus? Maybe like some daily habits you've got or something. 
Yeah, and honestly, you could switch the thing on your microphone, but I pray all the time, mm-hmm. and I've learned mm-hmm. to do that. And mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm in a little bit of a funk and I go to prayer, mm-hmm. it's like if you if you are talking with a good friend and you're able to verbalize what's been swirling in your head, uh-huh. and sometimes as you hear the words come out, you go, I don't know what I'm complaining because it's not that bad. <laughs> but yet when it's swirling, uh-huh. um, I also have um, – book that's always right here because I never want to be looking for it. It's called Jesus Calling. It's a daily devotional. Yep. And it, it's just amazing how timely that is. I'm like, mm. doing that, and I'll read this and go, oh my, I can't believe that's today's, right? So there's that. <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> how did you know? Um, and honestly, you know this about me, you know, in, two, in um, 2001, I was diagnosed with skin cancer. Um, And for about five weeks, I didn't know if my chance of being alive past five years was 50% or 80%. So Mm. obviously I'm still here. So thank you. But that was huge in shifting who I was as a person, as a man, Mm. as a believer and things like that, because Mm -hmm. I never thought at 41, my life could be that short. I still thought I'm not even middle age because I want to be, you know, whatever. You don't think like that. Right. But um, every day is a gift. Every day is a blessing. And no matter what's going mm. on, it, it beats the alternative, mm-hmm. right? And um, it does. it's not always easy. I don't want to say, oh, Jim's oh, so freaking happy. Man. No, it's not. That's but, why I asked the question. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes but, it's really tough. And Work Positive Nation wants to learn <clears throat> always from habits that others have. And I but, think but, though, but excuse me one second. But uh, that's the habit. So I start my yes. day with that. Right. If something good happens, it's like, thank you, Lord. I mean, I don't have to go into right. get on my knees every day, but I, the, the light stays green for longer than I thought it would. Or, you know, you get a good call, you meet somebody, I get to yeah. be on your podcast. It's just mm-hmm. it, if you give thanks like every day throughout the day, it's like the, the pile of thanks overtakes the pile of crap, you know? Other stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gratitude, um, man, it really is an attitude lifter. Right. So when you're living in that constant state of gratitude, you're really seeing the universe as one of abundance. Yes. And you're being very, I refer to it as site specific, right? You're not just getting the weather forecast for your area, your zip code. You're, you're getting the weather forecast for where you're standing right there. Yes. Day and how it's going with your head and your heart and your spirit <clears throat> and, and really being grateful helps lift and leverage the good things that are happening in your life. So I think so. Can I give one more? Do we have time? Something else pops in my head. You know, what's interesting is um, I was actually being interviewed just yesterday and and asked this question because they were very curious about, well, you say you work three days a week. I literally do. Now, Uh I call it no call Monday, no call Friday. If I'm not doing anything, you might find me in my office writing a blog or doing something. But technically, I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Hmm. And they said, how is that? And I said, well, it's cool, but it took me a while to get used to it and be accepting of it. Hmm. And what I mean by that is I I had initially horrible guilt when I did that. Now, I worked like at that point, probably, you know, 15 years, like major hours, like everybody else starting a business, the old Hmm. 80 hours a week syndrome. So I worked to that point to be able to do that. But there was one time, and this is so Stephanie and I, it was a Monday. We're traveling or mm-hmm. heading south. So it must be October, November. We're heading south to Florida. Right. And we get into this nice little town. It was on the Chesapeake Bay. We yeah. put the dinghy in the water and we we head over to this seaside restaurant for lunch. And it was just, but it was quiet because it was a Monday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
I feel so freaking guilty. Uh-huh. Here we are doing this. Uh-huh. We've worked hard for it. We've earned it. We're smart with our money, all this, that, and the other thing. But it felt weird when everybody's working in my world. So mm. one of the things I you really have to work at, it took me a while. Now I'm able to help other people. You have to have the courage to live the life that you've worked hard to mm. create for yourself. Mm. Because you hear too many stories, people working, working, working for that magical time when I can retire. Next thing you yeah. know, they're, they're face planting on their desk. Absolutely. Because they waited too long. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, that is so true. And I think as solopreneurs, that's dealing with that guilt is a, a real challenge for most of us because the whole reason we became solopreneurs was because we we're good at a lot of stuff and we just enjoy the heck out of work, man. It's fulfilling, it's it's jazz, you know, it releases endorphins and what have you. So retooling the focus on priorities that are as much lifestyle priorities as they are work style priorities is so important. And that's why Captain Jim Palmer is the dream business coach, right? That's what a dream business is. If you're a business owner, I want you to create a dream business. To me, a dream business is one that makes it possible for you to live your dream lifestyle. There's other elements, but that's Mm -hmm. essentially it. Mm -hmm. And I had a mentor once early on before I even bought my first boat before floating home. And he said, you're way farther along than you said you need to be when you were going to buy your boat. So is this going to be some lifelong dream that you talk about forever, Jim, or are you actually ever going to do it? And I'm like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I drew you up by the short hairs, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it was kind of like, wow, it's time to man up. Right. And and so we talking about it. Yeah. Or stop talking. I knew that wouldn't happen. So Mm -hmm. it really, it's, there's so much about life and business and all the things we're talking about that are centered Mm -hmm. around courage and just being able to control whatever fears you have Mm -hmm. about moving forward in that direction. Yeah. It starts and stops in your head, doesn't it, Jim? Yes. It really, really does. Captain Jim Palmer is my guest today on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. You can go to getjimpalmer.com right now. Jim, you got to tell us about this legacy program you got going on and the gifts that you've got just waiting right now for Work Positive Nation. Yeah, happy to do that. So a year ago, I was interviewing a longtime uh, friend and client, Dr. David Phelps. Um, Freedom Founders is the group that that he started. And mm-hmm. um, he wrote a, another book and um, he was going to be on my show. So I'm pre-reading the book so I can sound intelligent when I interview him. <laughs> Slightly intelligent. <laughs> and um, at the time, this was so a year ago. And uh-huh. at the time, I'm like, this is pretty good. I mean, Stephanie and I are doing pretty well. And, you know, maybe I'll work two days a week. I felt like maybe I'll slow down a little bit more. So obviously I was getting, I I was past the guilt part of it, but um, I just felt God kept telling me, no, you're not going to slow down. You, there's, Mm. you, you have a gift and Mm. I need you to help more people. It's the message I was getting, but I don't want to do that. Well, I'm not saying I don't want to do that. How can I do that without Mm. working more than three days a week? Cause I don't Mm want to go backwards. And um, so I pick up this book and chapter three of David's book, there's five chapters. Each one is invest in this, this, this chapter three was invest in your legacy, Joey. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I certainly know the word legacy. I've heard it before, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty young. And then I look in the mirror and go, well, maybe not. so young." <laughs> well, I was pretty young. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and I thought maybe I, what can I do to build my legacy and how do I do it without working more than three days a week? And then I just prayed about it. It took me about three to five days and then it just, Sometimes it's like either a white hot light or I call it maybe a two by four hitch upside the head. (laughs) And it's like what started this whole consternation about you and your legacy was a book. 
Um, and you have written six really good books, in my opinion, about marketing mindset. Yeah. A year ago, free, not in paperback and shipping, but in digital format. Okay. There is a um, Amazon doesn't like you to have your books for free. So I had to learn this little trick um, to get my books for free. Um, So, but if you go to Amazon as Kindle, all my books are free. You can download them free. No opt-in, no nothing. I won't even know you're there. Wow. Um, in, on Barnes & Noble, I've got it. Where, so those are Nook books. You can download mm-hmm. Nook books, all six of them free. And I'm on the iBook store mm. with all of my books for free. Mm. I don't get stats from iBook or Barnes & Noble, but I know that almost 40,000 books have been downloaded since I did that, which makes me feel really good. I don't oh, know if they're wow. reading them or liking them, but that's so... Anyway, you could go to if most people can go to Amazon. Yeah. And there's another guy named Jim Palmer. He used to be a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. So he's if you type him. If you type Jim Palmer, you're gonna come up with him. But (laughs) what I tell people to do, so the name of my sixth book is Decide. That was my mindset book. If you put Decide Jim Palmer, it'll come up. Click on my name and it'll bring up my author's page, and there will all be my books. You can download them just like that and get quite an education for free. Wow. Word presentation. Just open up your Kindle app right now. Right. (laughs) Again, if you're on the Peloton or walking the dog or something, uh, be sure to get your Kindle. The the show notes are there um, and we'll give you really good instructions about how to do that. That's amazing, Jim. I was blessed to give a blurb for one or two of those books and um, have read them all. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing so generously. So uh, all that can start out, getjimpalmer.com. There are other resources there that you can take advantage of as well. Captain Jim Palmer, Work Positive Nation, always wants to know from my guests. So I have to ask before I ever say goodbye, what's one thing, mm. one thing Work Positive Nation can do today to begin creating a work positive culture? And particularly as solopreneurs, what can we do? I thought you were going to ask me, what one movie would you take on a deserted desert? (laughs) (laughs) I I know you'd take a volleyball and name it Wilson's. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Wilson. Um, I think the one thing is remember your why. We've all heard that your why is, why did I start my business in the first place? Right. Why do I want to grow it? Why do I want to employ people? Why do I want to above what, whatever the why is? And, and I call this peeling back an onion, Joey. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get, well, because I want to serve people. Okay. Why do you want to serve people? Because I want to do this. And yeah. you peel it back two or three times, you get to the real nub of it. Now, mm-hmm. I know uh, business owners, people that do really well, they're not always represented fairly in media, society, et cetera. But sure. the real, the real reason most people start a business in the first place is to make a profit because with profit, you can support your family, you can invest, you can do all kinds of things. So it is a profit driven <laughs> thing. Even yeah. a nonprofit, if you're running a nonprofit, yeah. you, you have instead of, uh, I guess you don't call it income or revenue, you have income, but you have expenses sure. and how you serve your mission or whatever it is. Has to be it is always money driven, right? So mm-hmm. there's just no escape in that. The little voice pops in my head. Tell them this. Well, just let me pause for a second. So you you know we support some charities, and we're at this uh, fundraiser event. And somebody was it was during an election cycle. Somebody's really taking a task. Rich people, right? And they made some comment at the end of it. I went up to the uh, executive director. I didn't do it in front of everybody. I wouldn't have done that. But I said, you know, that was really inappropriate. Well, what do you mean? I said, if it wasn't pe- for people that do really well, you wouldn't even have this function, let alone be able to <laughs> serve the people that you serve so well. 
Wow. Yeah. Who are the people wow, in the room, such, right? You know, one of the one of the best ways to help poor people is not be one of them. So go out and create yeah. a, a crazy successful business. But mm. the one thing I would ask you to do is continually come back to your why. Mm. For me, initially, I, I was out of work, so I wanted to replace the salary that I had and do it as my own. Then mm. I really started enjoying a little bit of success. So now I want to become debt free, you know, and mm. then I want to have a boat and I want to do this, that, and the other thing. But at the core of it now, I keep doing this because this is a skill and a gift that God has blessed me with, and I want to mm. help more people. So that's peeling the onion back. Yeah. It's why I'm still doing this, why I'm giving my books away, because right. I think everybody is 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 blessed with a God-given skill or talent. And if if you happen to make a business out of that, or mm. you just as a business leader use those skills, keep coming back to that core. Mm. Why? Mm. Why are you doing this? How can you make a difference? And keep coming back to that. It's a little bit like the gratitude. If if you keep focusing on the why, the, the pile of crap that might be around you will become insignificant. Yeah, it doesn't smell nearly as bad, and it it, it composts. <laughs> so that's beautiful, Jim. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jim, thank you so much. Uh, Work Positive Nation, keep your why in front of you at all times. GetJimPalmer.com is where you can discover. Open up the Kindle app. Get yourself six of the best books you'll read in 2023 or any other year for that matter. And thank you, Jim, for your generosity. Thanks for being on the podcast today, man. It's always my pleasure. My pleasure. Work positive today. That That's the logo, the slogan, your mission in life. That's it, man. That's what we're doing. We're, we're changing lives, as you were talking about, transforming the world. All right, man. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Joey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends who are HR and small business leaders so they can do one thing today to create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. I'd like to give you a free work positive course just for listening. It's called Something to Talk About, and it's transformed the work conversations of so many people all over the world. Get your free copy when you go to workpositive.today slash something to talk about, and you can start transforming your conversations today. Remember, it pays to work positive.